Welcome back to The Local Experience. I am your host, Kevin Weir, and we've got a real treat for you today, especially for you dog lovers. Uh, we've got Christina Huckins with The Puppy Pad, and she's going to tell us all about what's it like to be the owner of a business catering to your furry friends. Welcome, Christina. Thank Hi. you so much for coming in. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about, you've got a unique background, but what I'm really interested in is you own the Puppy Pad, which is a dog grooming and boarding. What got you into the dog business? Well, I was a groomer at a very young age, and I've always loved animals. And when I moved to Spokane from California 14 years ago, uh -huh. um, I started grooming at home and one dog turned into 300 in about three years. And um, I wanted to expand my services and be able to offer more for my clients and their pets. Okay. What was it when you were young, did you really, was it the dogs that you really liked and enjoyed or was it the grooming aspect of it or what was it you think? Oh, I've just always loved dogs and I started working in a boarding facility and it was just really nice to take care of them while their owners were away. And then when I became a groomer, it was just a passion of mine and I just loved every minute of it. Yeah. So tell me about working with dogs. What is it that makes a great dog an enjoyable dog, you think? Um, when the dog and I bond, it's really neat. And um, when they are excited to come in, that's always fun. And um, just you just kind of develop a bond with the dogs. And um, it's really nice to turn something in that's all shaggy and rough into something really beautiful and the dog really appreciates it too yeah and that's an interesting thing because you know there's a lot of discussion i've seen this out there that a dog mirrors its owner mm -hmm. and sometimes yes. the owner mirrors its dog yes. tell me about that oftentimes when a dog is very nervous when they come in their owner is very nervous so if it's their first time and they don't know how it's going to go the dog can feel that and they feel anxious coming in. And as soon as the owner leaves, the dog completely changes. And it's really cool to see. So we always encourage pet parents to be confident, to be excited that it's a spa day. It's a fun day. You know, it's not like going to the vet and getting yeah. shots. And <laughs> yeah. it's a good thing. Tell me about like, what is the favorite kind of dog that you love to groom? Oh, I love them all so much. Um, but I would have to say uh, a Labradoodle or a Golden Doodle just because they're so popular and um, we do so many of them and they just look beautiful when they're done. And usually if someone is new and they're bringing in a doodle, um, we know that it's just going to be a really nice dog and they just have a great personality. So well, that's great. Yeah. And do you think it's because a lot of it is that they can have, they have the fur to be able to really create a style more than just a pure cut yeah and everybody likes something a little bit different on their doodle since it is kind of a newer breed um, there are some breed standards that are kind of coming out and stuff but um, it's kind of fun and a lot of people give you some creative control with it so you can do a doodle short long and everything in between and um, some people like more of a poodle look um, so it just kind of it's just a really good groom 
Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say are the most difficult dogs that you have to deal with? Oh, most difficult. Um, well, we get a lot of German shepherds and um I I would say anytime a new German shepherd is coming, I'm always a little leery because a lot of them um are aggressive. They can be aggressive and unsure and they have to come a few times before they start to feel comfortable they're a little more standoffish i feel like but not all german shepherds right yeah and do you think a lot of that is the the natural intelligence of the german shepherd that yeah realizes that they are in an environment that's totally different and they're using their yeah. sort of spidey sense to observe because they're natural protectors yes yes absolutely yeah because i've got a um, I have a German Shepherd Greyhound mix oh. and she knows it's kind of a funny story. If I take her to the vet, she loves getting in the car. And when I get down to the corner of Sprague and Barker, <laughs> if I take a right, she immediately freaks out. Even oh. though we're two miles away from the vet, mm. she knows where she's going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> And where my dog Scooby, which is just a little kind of a chihuahua um, mix with a bunch of other dogs in, just a little 11-pound dog, doesn't know where it's going, <laughs> doesn't concern itself. It's just, just like a Bolivian. Yeah. 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 And German Shepherds are so family-oriented. I think when they're out of their elements, sometimes, you know, freaks them out a little bit. Yeah. What What are some funny things or what's some of the humorous things that dogs do when oh. they are at your place? Ah, uh, dogs are funny all the time. Um, gosh, we've got all kinds of stories. I can't think of anything right now specifically, but we have a really great time um, in our in the grooming area with us girls. We just we have a blast, and we just I love coming to work every single day. I don't think there's been a day where I've ever woke up and said I don't want to go to work today. Yeah, it's just really great. Oh yeah, and that's that to me. If you love what you do mm -hmm. i would imagine the dogs feed off they of that. absolutely do yeah absolutely just like when their owners bring them in if they're anxious the dog tends to be anxious until they leave until and then they they're good <laughs> yeah i figured as much because i i would imagine the dog feeds off of the environment mm -hmm. in the, the location that they're in if mm -hmm. it's a tense environment they become very tense. If yeah. it's a relaxed environment, they become relaxed. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you do to create an environment where the dog feels like, hey, this is going to be fun and this is going to be a great time? Well, um, I treat my staff and my groomers like family. So we're all very close and we take care of each other. And every morning we have a huddle and we talk about good things and positive things and maybe some things that we need to work on or improve on or get better at. But I really try to create an environment that is very loving and positive and everybody really enjoys coming to work. We have some hard times and we have some hard days sometimes, but we're all very close and we're mm -hmm. all very compassionate people and we're all very spiritual. We kind of came together. And so I think just having that attitude when you come in and helping each other when they're having a hard time just really creates that positive vibe. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's say you, you know, you obviously you became a groomer. Let's say somebody's listening to this and thinking, Hey, 
I might want to become a groomer. This sounds like fun. What does it take to become a groomer? Well, it takes someone with some creativity. Um, it takes someone that has a big heart and is very patient and compassionate and can work through some difficult things. Um, we have a groomer that learned from one school from Petco, another groomer that learned from a school at PetSmart, but they all had a passion for animals. And then myself and another groomer, we all grew up kind of in grooming shops and learned from family and close friends. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of just depends. And and sometimes people do try. We always like to try them out as a bather and see how they do. And for some people, it fits really well. And for some people, it doesn't. So if you are, say, an 18-year-old female who loves dogs, what sort of academies or schooling that may be around here that they can attend to get some basic skills or certifications so that they would be employable? Well, there's the PetSmart and the Petco programs. Um, really, for me and this particular groomer, um, we learned at shops, and it was a very family-oriented environment, and I feel like that was a great place to learn and a great place to start. So starting off as a bather, going into a shop and starting off as a bather and see how you feel, and if mm -hmm. you are good at what you do and you're a good person, you know, then maybe that groomer will take you under her wing, too. Yeah. That's another good place. So let's talk a little bit about bathers that you bring this up. Mm -hmm. There is this one very unique way or unique process that you use to bathe the dogs that's pretty much different from everything else that's here in the oh. eastern Washington area. Tell me about that. The TheraClean. Tell me I about TheraClean. The TheraClean. We have the only TheraClean machine in eastern Washington, and it's a micro bubble bath, and the dog is submerged up to about their chest in the micro bubble bath, and it's about a 20-minute bath. And the, the idea is that these bubbles are so teeny tiny, they go inside of the, the, the skin, the hair, and they pull out and draw out toxins and debris. And it's also really great for de-shedding and stuff. Wow. So it's pretty new and we've had some great success. Most people that do it once, they keep coming back to do it again wow. for de-shedding, for allergies. It's even great on older pets, on their joints and on their muscles. So it's really, really a yeah. cool thing. And the dogs, they love it. Yeah. So how many Theracleans are there in the eastern Washington area? Do you know? Um, there's none around here. I believe there's a couple maybe in Idaho and a few on the west side and in Canada, but we're the only one wow. in eastern Washington. That's interesting. Yeah. So if a dog does a Theraclean, mm -hmm. is it sort of like uh, the concept of zero res mm -hmm. that you basically can you know if you ever seen zero res they advertise that their cleanings last longer because mm -hmm. of their empowered water mm -hmm. is it sort of the same thing with that uh, with um with the theraclean then you think yeah it's hypoallergenic and there's no soaps or chemicals or anything so it's um free of all the other stuff um, like a lot of pets will have shampoos from the vet that's full of chemicals and mm -hmm. stuff. And a lot of times it doesn't work very well anyways. And the TheraClean really goes in deep and pulls out and draws out toxins and stuff. So we've had some really great success. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. You know, Cause obviously, uh, I used to uh, coach, um, uh, zero res mm -hmm. and they were really, they had to really drill deep into their, what we call their unique selling proposition mm -hmm. and what is empowered water and why would somebody use this? Because if you've ever seen 
how they do things. It just looks like plain old water. Mm -hmm. There's no soap fuzzle. And that's where people kind of went, is this really cleaning my carpets? But once the market got educated, it's amazing how many people said, I am not going to go back to regular carpet cleaner. I'm going to go ahead and stick with these guys. So I'm assuming that TheraClean sort of has that same effect. Yes. With, uh, especially since you're the only one in the Spokane area, that would be, I'm assuming that's going to be a huge draw for pet owners. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, the other part of your business is boarding. Mm -hmm. Tell me what a typical boarding experience looks like for the dogs that come. Um, Well, we have two outside potty areas, so that makes us unique. Um, Dogs have an option, have options of doing off-site walks, doggy daycare. They can be groomed while they're there, Um, but we don't force any of the dogs to do doggy daycare if they're scared or if they don't like it. So we have a lot of different options to make pets feel as comfortable as possible. And we're also doing a really big remodel this January and February. So we've got some very exciting kennels coming. They are beautiful. Yes, they have the tempered glass doors and they've got beds and it's just... They're really beautiful. And the thing that I feel sets us apart is our staff is just amazing and kind and loving. And and they the pets get spoiled while they're there. They oh, really that's do. That's great. Yeah. Who is a typical, on the doggy daycare side, who is the typical person that would drop off their dog for doggy daycare? Um pet parents that work a lot of hours or they have young dogs or destructive dogs or they don't want their dog in a kennel all day and they want that socialization. We have a very small group doggy daycare. Um, We just, we do boarding daycare and then we've got a bunch of our regulars that come in, but we like to keep that really small and comfortable and manageable. I feel like dogs do really good in smaller groups. Yeah. What's the biggest challenge when a dog comes in for the first time for boarding? Because it's probably going to be different a little bit than Mm -hmm. from the grooming side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, what's the biggest challenge that you've had with dogs adjusting to a boarding situation? Sometimes when a dog comes and we let them out to potty and we get to know them, when we put them in a run, sometimes they can be kennel shy and they can be nervous and they're not really sure at first why they're there. And it usually, so some of those really nervous pets, it takes about 24 hours before they start to feel like, okay, we're feeding them, we're watering them, we're pottying them, we're doing all these things for him. And usually they warm up really well once they realize we're taking care of them. Yeah. Um, I know for me, I, I, we kennel one of our dogs usually over the holidays mm-hmm. only because we had an incident a number of years ago where the dog... Uh, attacked a family member not because it was vicious but the family member was not very nice to the dog and so ever since then we've had to to board the dog and Mm -hmm. so that's uh, so that's where i've gotten idea of of dog boarding and how Mm -hmm. that works Mm -hmm. what can a what can an owner do to prepare their dog for a good boarding experience? Just being very positive and being excited for them. You know, people think their dog's just huddled in the corner of a kennel the whole time. And, and these are big runs, too. They're not little cages or kennels. Yeah. Um, and they think they're just huddled back in there, scared and missing them the whole time. But dogs just don't think like that. They think more in the moment. Yeah. And not to say that they forget about their owners or anything, but they end up adjusting and usually doing really well. Well, that's good. And so being positive, bringing some things from home. 
um, beds, toys, treats, food, just things from home that feels familiar. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's where it's almost like if you drop a child off mm -hmm. at daycare. Or kindergarten. They're kindergarten. They're terrified. Yeah. They're terrified. <laughs> and this is where one of the things, obviously, one of my things is I teach four, five, and six-year-olds uh, 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 on weekends at our church. And the first time a kid comes in, yeah. they feel very nervous and afraid. Mm -hmm. And the worst thing a parent can do is cater to that. Right. And, and, and and not help the kid. Uh, and I'm assuming it's very similar with yes, the dog absolutely. that you have to have a balance between just drop off and go mm -hmm. versus, you know, over protect the dog. The dog feels that I can throw a fit. Yeah. And that and, I should be scared. And Something should bad's be scared. Gonna Something happen. bad's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell me about these new kennels that are coming into your facility. It sounds like it's going to be the wow effect for these dogs. Yes, they are. And in fact, we are doing a complete remodel. Um, but these kennels in particular, they're custom made and there's different sizes and different price points and they all have beds and we're exploring some different camera options and stuff too so that owners can check in on their pets whenever they want from their phones, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, some of them have tempered glass um, so the dogs can see out. Some dogs like that. And yeah. then some of them are covered halfway up because some dogs like more privacy and they don't want to see out. Yeah. So they, they're coming soon. They're being custom made and they're going to be beautiful and fun. And we're very excited. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting question. Have you ever had an owner who dropped off their pet for either daycare or boarding and forgot them? Um, forgot them for good or forgot, forgot them, them for... Forgot them for a long a period of time which you weren't prepared for. Mm. Um, there's been a few people that have been late, but my girls are really good about communicating with people and waiting for them and stuff. Um, we close our doors at six, but we're often there a lot later taking care of the dogs. Right. We like, we open earlier and we lock the door and we feed and water and take care of everybody. Number one first. And then the same thing at night again. Um, so we've had some people be late, but we have had a couple of people, um, abandon their pets. At our really? Facility. Yeah. What? Tell me about it's pretty that. Rare. Yeah, I think people fall onto hard times or they can't handle, you know, a puppy stage or something and or they just they have um, certain living situations where they can't have the pet anymore. And I prefer that people were honest because then we could work with them and help them as we frequently yeah. do, um, which brings me to another point. We offer uh, long-term boarding and stuff really? also at very good discounted rates to help people out. Okay. Yeah. What was the dog, when these dogs got abandoned, what was their reaction? How long did it take for them to realize that their owner wasn't coming back? I don't think dogs think like that. Hmm. You know, I think dogs adjust very quickly and very easily. And they just want people to love on them and take care of them. So, so how did you handle the, the dogs being left behind by their owners? Um, we've had a, we've had different situations. Um, we've had had to call scraps before to come pick them up. Okay. Yeah, and um, some people have left them for a while, and we just hang on to them for a while while we decide what to do, and then they've come back and they couldn't pay. Yeah. And we release it, release them to them. Yeah. So we're in the middle of COVID right now. How has the whole COVID issues impacted your business and or impacted the way that you 
you know, work with the dogs? It's definitely impacted us um, in different ways. Um, boarding is definitely slower right now because people aren't really supposed to travel. So that's been a big hit, especially around the holidays. Um, but I am very adamant about keeping my staff working and working what they need. So we are kind of overstaffed and under, you know, not a lot of clients for the boarding side. Grooming has been very, very busy and that's been great. Um, I think pets are just home more with their pups and they want them clean and they want to care for them and love on them. And people have adopted a lot, which is really great. So we've been getting a lot of new dogs. Wow. So that's been really great. So why do you think people are, are adopting the dogs more? Is it companionship since so. they are stuck at home? Yeah, yeah, and compassion. I mean, everybody feels a little a little funny right now, and so I think it's pulling some compassion in different ways out of us, you know, and we want to kind of give back, and, you know, we can't go anywhere or do anything, it feels like, so being home with a dog, it sounds pretty good. Well, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, all these, I, I saw all these stories of, of when the lockdowns happened and people had to stay at home, the dogs were excited and the cats were like, oh, I am having none of this. You need to get out of the house. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting how our pets, especially dogs, have that sixth sense to you know, indicate, hey, something's wrong with you as yeah. a human being. And yeah. they come up to you even before you express it they want to have an interaction with you, especially, I know for me, my German Shepherd Greyhound makes definitely sense as that. Mm -hmm. My other dog, little Scooby, not so much. <laughs> He's just like oblivious to the world. He's like, feed me, feed uh -huh. me and pet me and who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, you see that in the dogs a little bit too. They yeah. seem to be a little bit more nervous as everybody else is feeling really nervous. And... Um, we do offer curbside pickup and drop off if anyone mm -hmm. feels uncomfortable coming in. We ask that there's only one customer in the store at a time yeah. for courtesy. And so, and then it's just us and the dogs. And so we just try to keep very minimal amounts of people in there and just try to keep everybody as comfortable as possible. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So where do you see your business going for the next, say, three, four, five years well, I'd like to expand our daycare a little bit, um, maybe get some more of those custom kennels going, but we are kind of running out of space, so we'll see. Um, the grooming is just going really great, and um, maybe ex uh, extend our hours just a little bit too for people, especially on the weekends. Um, but eventually I'd like to build a brand new state-of-the-art facility with all the bells and whistles. And that's kind of like my five to 10 year plan. Wow. Yeah. And see, I guess to me, imagine that you have these facilities with uh, a very unique product, sort of the, I'm going to call it the zero res for dogs. <laughs> In essence, empowered water that does far more than a regular yes. shampoo uh, can do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that is so fascinating. Thank you. So how can a person... If they're interested in getting their dog groomed or if they need a boarding or a daycare, how can they contact you? Um, our address is 7810 North Market Street. We're on the corner of Market and Lincoln Road, just a little bit north of Francis. Um, our phone number is 509-467-6115. Um, and yeah, we've got several groomers rocking and rolling and and we've got plenty of openings for boarding right now. <laughs> 
So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Christina. This has been a great conversation today. Thank you so much. Thank you.